It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Rams Nation! What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Friday edition Lockdown Rams. You know what that means. It's the hype edition. We got Serena Morales. I'm super excited about this one. Had a great conversation with Serena earlier. She kind of walked us through the experience of what that game was like down on the field. We talk about updates on Greg Zerline, so you're going to want to listen in for that. Jared Goff, inexperience versus experience. All those great topics and more. Super excited about this one, so stay tuned. Guys, I want to say thank you again for tuning in. Of course, this is five days of Rams content. Your team, every day. Only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to go check out some of our other shows. We've got amazing content all over our network, so make sure to check it out. Lockdown NFL with Matt Williamson. He is awesome. We're going to try to get him next week on the show, break it down a little bit. He does a great job, has amazing guests on his show every week. Also, Lockdown NFL Draft is heating up. Go listen into them. They're breaking it down. They're doing mock drafts. You want to hear about who the Rams are looking at next year? Those guys are awesome, so make sure to tune into that. And then on social media, make sure to follow the Lockdown Podcast Network, both Lockdown NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram and Lockdown NBA Net on Twitter and Instagram. They do an amazing job of pulling the feed of all the hosts and putting it in one spot so you get all of your NFL news or NBA news all in one place. They're going to retweet all of us and share all the great content. So uh, go check those out as well. Woo! Got me jacked up. Double coffee, five shot espresso. Let's go. In fact, I had a pretty long conversation with Serena. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to toss it over now. I'll be back next week. Hopefully I'll get a little sneak peek with Mr. James Kroger on Monday. We'll start the week off right. I've got a lot of things planned for this offseason. I'm really excited about all the things we have coming up. So, guys, tune in. I'll be back next week, and I promise I will start that giveaway on Monday. I think I'm going to do it on Monday. I've got a couple exciting things coming up next week, so I want to hold it till then. We'll have a really good week of giveaways and guests and all that fun stuff. So next week, we will dig deep into that. I've got a couple things in the works over here, so stay tuned. But with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. Enjoy my conversation with Serena. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Friday edition. We've got one week to go till we are playing in the Super Bowl. So you know what that means. We've got Serena Morales on today for the hype edition. Serena, how are you doing? Oh, I have never been better. Mama is going to Atlanta with this team. I am so freaking excited. Like, we were all talking about, like, oh, man, that Rams-Chiefs game, Monday Night Football, that was so crazy. It was so exciting. And I'm like, oh. This is the pinnacle of just everybody's, like, career. It's the best game, the most watched event in the entire world, and the Rams are going to be there, and all of a sudden 
you know, the Rams are really the focal point in football. So it's kind of nice for them to be noticed because all year long, right, Bear, you and I and all the Rams fans in L.A. and throughout the U.S. have been like, oh, what a great team. It's such great, you know, their locker room's awesome and the players and everything. And, and now it's like everyone is seeing what we've been seeing all season. And so it's really exciting. Yeah, it's definitely exciting, especially coming off the past couple weeks where, you know, a lot of the national media was picking against the Rams in both their games versus the Cowboys and then obviously versus the Saints. Uh, So for them to kind of go and prove everyone wrong and kind of be like, well, you have to talk about us now because we're in the big game. uh, It's really awesome to see. Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, controversy stuff still going on. We'll get to that a little bit, but I want to talk to you first about just your overall experience that day. Talk me through, you know, getting to overtime, both the, the Greg kicks and, and all that. Just what was the overall day like for you down there? So, you know, it was, I was really, it was like a positive excitement. Like there was never this fear. Like every guy that I talked to, and I know there's that stereotypical, like, now nah, we got this, we got this. It was, it, we get that. Like there's always going to be that. But I actually felt really good, and obviously, you, you know, I'm someone that picks off of other people's energy, and so I felt really good going, you know, on the plane, like everything that we, you know, the team had prepared, they were very focused, but also very positive. They were joking around when, you know, on the field during warm-ups, uh, you know, I, I just had a really good sense of they felt confident to get this win, and um, it's, it's great because... Um, so Sean McVay, uh, before, so we go to overtime, thanks to Greg Thurline, uh, and, and in overtime, Greg Thurline gives us one of the best field goals ever, ever, ever in the history of the NFL, a uh, 57-yard field goal. And right before Greg kicked it, Sean McVay, I was on the field, Sean McVay um, winked at a couple of the, the guys on defense, like winked at him, like, he got this. Oh, and nice. Just like, this is amazing. <laughs> so um, it was just really cool to, to see that. And then I have video of the whole team just, you know, jumping up. And, and obviously when Greg uh, kicked the field goal and won the game, it was it was so surreal. And I, apparently I'm in a bunch of videos of just like, oh, my God, again, the guys are jumping on me. Joe Barry gave me this huge hug. And it was just a really – it was so wonderful. Uh, Nikel Roby Coleman – fell to the floor and just like 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 his hands were on the turf just thanking like the universe for all the great things you know it's just it was so surreal it was sort of a huge happy 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 moment um so much so much was happening on the field but no one actually remembers what who was doing what I was trying to grab guys I I grabbed um Akeem and Akel post game and I mean, it, it was so happy. Everyone was just so happy because it was like, man, what a crazy year this team has gone through. I mean, they don't even we don't even have a full facility. Like, we still jump back and forth from like the Rams offices to the Rams practice facility. Like, there's no, we're we're still sort of still adjusting. We didn't, we've been playing in the Coliseum all season, you know, waiting for our stadium to to finish. So, I mean, it's all just it's crazy <laughs> for them to be here and. That moment, and, and to beat them in New Orleans, I mean, it was so loud, Bear. My ears were hurting. Um, it was so great. And and they never really, like, Gerald Everett was, like, sort of doing a little shimmy on the sidelines even before um, Greg hit that field goal to take this in overtime. I mean, there was never this loss of confidence ever in this team. And, and 
it's great to see them, you know, have so much success. Yeah, definitely. And, and you could see that, you know, they came out a, a little slow, but they never looked like the moment was too big. Obviously, going back to how comfortable and confident they were, they were able to kind of hold ship and, and keep going forward and really, you know, make this a game near the end. That kick was amazing. The replays were awesome to see all the players running out. And I got to admit, you are the greatest photo bomber maybe in the history of the Rams right now, because you're right. I did see you all over the place in the background, smiling, taking pictures and uh, so it was really fun to see you get out there and enjoy this as well. In your first year with the Rams, you are going to the Super Bowl. That is so amazing. And, you know, after the game, uh, you know, Johnny Hecker tweeted out about, you know, everyone being named, you know, Greg after this, after that kick. And, and there were so many fun things that came out of this. Uh, you know, what was your favorite memory of, of that trip coming home and, and some of the stories that came out afterwards? Uh, yeah, I would say the locker room just, seeing all the guys celebrating and giving everyone each other like hugs and just having that moment to share with them because you spend so much time with them um and on and the fields i mean all of that and even post when we're walking um when we, when we were walking out of the locker room across the field to get to our buses and stuff you know just seeing you know the select few guys that were like oh sorry you know we made it um and then on the plane uh, Coach Joe Barry and Johnny Hecker walked around just checking in on everybody. And Hecker, actually, I do the Rams down on Instagram um, after games. And I was writing my script for that on the plane. And so Johnny's like, what are you doing, Serena? Why, why are you working? <laughs> now it's the time when I need to work, Johnny. Um, and he was like, oh, this is where you put all your puns in. And I was like, I was like what rhymes with Zerline? I need to <laughs> super satisfying and it's not done yet we've got another week to kind of get ready get prepared yeah. and think about this big game so what we're going to do is we're going to step aside get our first break get some words from some of our sponsors we'll be back on the other side friday hype edition serena morales and bear Motter right after this The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, guys, we are back. Second segment. We've got Serena. This is Barrier Host, and we are just jacked up. We're talking stories about the game because, Serena, I was seriously, I had this circled on my calendar. I was so excited to talk to you. I know you were there. I know you guys are, you know, express. Yeah, I was just jacked about this to hear your your take on it. So I got a couple more questions before we kind of move move forward here. Um, you know, we've been talking about John Johnson making big plays. Obviously, we talked about the pick six. But, man, how big was that interception after the at the end of the game? And have you had a chance to talk to him about that pick? The craziest, the craziest thing about that is that every week we're like, I tell John Johnson's like, I'm going to get a pick six. I'm going to get a pick six. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a post-game interview with you. And he gets a huge pick in the game. And I couldn't find him on the <laughs> at all. And I was going to give him post-game interview. And I was like, where's JJ? Where's JJ? Where's JJ? Couldn't even find the kid. So I was like, of all the freaking days, you gave me a pick. And I was going to do the interview. And... He was nowhere to be found. So it's just, I'm like, of course this happened. So I was like, JJ, you need to give me a pick six now. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. So I was like, all right. But just in general, I we should have done a segment called what, What's Just Doing Now um, every week. But it, recently he's decided to scare me in every time he sees me. So he'll, like, in the cafeteria and locker room, will be like, ah, and I'm just like, oh. And I actually freak out because I'm a loser, and I'm like, I was not prepared for being scared while I'm trying to, like, prep questions. So he just gets me every time. And so sometimes I've tried to scare him, and I'm like, ah. And he's like, come on, Serena, you can do better than that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you're like Sully from Monsters, Inc. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, I've never seen that movie. And he goes, you've never seen Monsters, Inc. I'm like, no. And he says it so loud that all the DBs here, so like Akib Tlaib and Marcus Peters and Blake Townis, all like even Mark Barron, who's one of the more quiet guys on the team, like 
Samson Ava come. They're all like, you never, Serena, you never seen Monsters, Inc.? I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, are all of you joining up to be against me? I'm like, it's a movie. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, you know, um, Serena, you got to watch Monsters, Inc., man. Like, all those Pixar movies, they're good, man. You got to be watching that. And I was like, are you serious? Is this happening right now? So I was like, fine, I'll watch Monsters, Inc. I literally went home that night and I watched Monsters, Inc. So, yes, I am... Uh, and then and then I go, I don't know what you're talking about, like, about the scaring part. He goes, oh, you know what? That might be Monsters, Inc. 2 or Monsters, Inc. <laughs> University. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, John Johnson watches every movie, and I adore him for that, and I appreciate him. But, yeah, now it's, he just likes to scare me, and I've watched Monsters, Inc., but all of the guys are all movie lovers. Apparently, if you've never watched a Pixar movie, you're in big trouble with this team. So. I love it because I've watched Monsters Inc. and when, <laughs> when you kind of briefly told me that off air, I would said the same response. I'm like, you never seen Monsters Inc. Come on! Uh, I know. It's like, Pear, are you in the DB room right now? <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I go back to I would think I I was uh, I just gotten out of high school. I guess that dates me a little bit. But Monsters Inc. came out. And I was working at a car dealership. And it was freezing cold outside and raining, and they wanted us to stand out there and wait for people to come on. So instead, we got in one of the minivans with a TV, and we put in Monster, Inc. And I probably watched Monsters, Inc. over that winter probably 30 times. So at, a, at one point, I could almost oh, wow. quote Monsters, Inc. for, for every line. But uh, that's hilarious that all the guys, I love that they're watching these animated movies and, you know, just like us and having a good time. And, and uh, we gotta, you got to tell John Johnson, he's got to record one of those scare cams. Uh, we need that to go viral of you uh, freaking out. I'm sorry. I really enjoy people getting scared. That's like one of my things. That is hilarious. So <laughs> I think it's awesome that he messes with you like that. Yeah, he's really good for all things that annoy Serena Morales. And he takes such pride in it. So I'm sure he'll record it sometime soon. Or I will record me scaring him because now it's the goal that I have to scare him. Like yeah, now, yeah, now it's like a rivalry. You got to go get him. So I, I love it. It's, um, you know, as you were talking about some of the things, I'm looking at my notes here and, you know, talking about taking pride in something. I want to kind of move this back to football, taking pride in the run defense. Our defense has held opponents two weeks in a row under 50 yards. That's insane. Uh, they've got another. Insane. Yes, they've got another tough matchup this week. What is the, what's the defense doing right now? Is this something they can sustain and really continue to do? And and what are we looking at with this matchup next week and trying to hold them, you know, under 100, under 50? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so insane, those numbers. Like, I, I, was, I looked at them and I was like, wait, what? We did that? And I knew the whole game. I was like, man, this defense, we're playing really well. Um, but, yeah, I don't see why it would slow down now. I mean, right, we always want teams to sort of peak – at the right time, and our defense, you know, all season, you know, there were, we got to tweak this, we got to tweak that, what's going on with the secondary, ba 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 and, you know, now, you know, we got to keep back, and Dante Fowler's, you know, we've gotten such great pickups in the offseason, even during the season, um, you know, I even said, like, for us to beat the Saints, we had to level the playing field, and so that meant, you know, eliminate the their strongest point, which is Drew Brees and that offense, and, you know, guys like Kamara, and, and so, for us, it was like we got to have a solid uh, defense, and they've done that, and they knew that going in. And just having those extra players now who are back and healthy, and um, and and playing, you know, longer than you know a day. Like literally, I think we got Dante Fowler days before we were playing the Saints the first time. So um, I just think that everything's sort of tuning up. And Wade Phillips is again, he's he's a genius. He's been in the game for so long, and we always find the adjustments to be made 
um, in the second half of half of games. So I don't see how we would not perform at that level, knowing this is the game of games. Uh, it's it's been really exciting, and and Namakin Sue's had some of his best performances the past two weeks. Uh, so having him and Brockers and Aaron Donald had an amazing game against uh, the Saints. Dante had a great game against the Saints. So all those guys, I mean, Dante was what led to that uh, interception for, for J.J. I mean, they're, they're all just playing at such a high level. It's so exciting. It's really exciting to see the defense really um, all gel together at this time of the season. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I want to talk to you because you mentioned Indomitian Sue there. He's had two of his best games of the season back-to-back. And I'm not sure if you saw this, but one of the Patriots offensive linemen, Marcus Cannon, kind of was caught on video after their win and kind of said, hey, who do we got? They said the Rams. And he said, thank God they got Sue. And he kind of said it as like, oh, that's a good thing for their offensive line. One, were you able to see that video? And two, do you think that kind of stuff ever gets back to Sue? Or do you think he is just so focused on the game ahead and not worried about all that other stuff that's going around in the media? Man, I, ha- I didn't see it, but... Um... You know, Sue is someone who he doesn't use his social media much. I know that, but I'm sure something like that would fuel him up. And you know, I mean, we the, the Rams. You know, you got to give credit to these guys. We are we thrive humbly. Like the Rams, what we do. You know, even just uh, Kevin Demoff. You know, said to our staff, like always. You know, whether we're Super Bowl or you know we were not here we always want to carry ourselves as the rams the same way like whether we made it to the super bowl or not no one that interacts with our team and that includes ticket sales and marketing and everyone should never change the way that they act and i really do think that's something that is felt around the organization you know from sean mcveigh to Les to wade to the players they're always going to be, whether they are, you know, in the Super Bowl or not, we do try and carry ourselves the right way. And so, like, thriving humbly is something that they have really worked at spreading across our culture for the Rams. So I could also just see Sue watching it and being like, all right, good, good stuff. But we're, you're not going to hear that out of us, like, on any, you know, level. I mean, Marcus Peters will chirp, but it's all <laughs> – they're all going to focus and, 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 you know, just – really hone in on, on what they need to do. They're, they're ready. I mean, it's all the prep. Really, Sean McVay has said this for times now. He is prepping this team like they're going to play on Sunday so that when, the, when you know, we travel to Atlanta and we have all the distractions in the world, all that's going to be tweaked and, hey, you already know what you need to do. We're just fixing and fine-tuning. So this, this week is really the hard work. So he is mentally, all of them will be mentally prepared to play next Sunday. I love it. I love it because I'm mentally freaking out right now with this two-week wait. It's so <laughs> tough. It's just like you want to play this Sunday. I wish we were playing this Sunday, but the extra rest is going to be good. Uh, what we're going to do is I got a couple more questions on the other side. We're going to step aside. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. More with Serena Morales and Bear Motter right after this. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment, Serena Morales and Bear Motter walking you through this. Guys, don't forget to go follow Serena on 
Twitter and Instagram. You can find her on Twitter at Serena and on Instagram at Morales Morales. Give her a follow. Great content. Always enjoying everything you put up from being at the game to killing a spider in your apartment. It's all good coming out of there. Uh, I want to talk about a couple more things before we get out of here. Uh, we saw a report on, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, that Greg Zerline was on the injury report. Uh, talk to me about the latest about that. I know Sean McVay talked about it. Anything you've heard from Greg himself as well? Or, or what's the update on that? I've seen him. He's totally fine. I mean, he, he, he thinks he heard it on, like, at halftime. Um, like he, he stepped on something. or like it's, And it's not his kicking foot. It's the other foot. Um, it's his left foot. So, I mean, obviously it'll, it could affect him because he steps on it to kick a ball. You need both feet to do so. But uh, he's not worried about it. He's getting treatment on it. It's, it's all good. He's, he was getting, you know, his rest today. So uh, it should be fine. We, we doesn't, he's like, I don't even know what's wrong with it. Just, you know, something funky. And yeah. he's not even worried about it. It, he, it happened at halftime, and he was able to make both of those amazing and and working kicks the field goals so not don't it's nothing to be concerned <laughs> i love it i love it. that's a big emotional hug for me right now because when i saw that originally yeah. <laughs> i was like oh god no what do you mean but then to, to hear that he kicked through that through some of the pain and that it's his plant foot and that it's not you know i know he dealt with some yeah. back injury before so knowing that it's none of that is it makes me feel really good um, and then as you guys kind of get ready and prepared as a team heading down to Atlanta, what's the schedule like look for you guys the rest of this week? When do you take off for Atlanta? You know, how many practices down there? Anything going on before that? All that type of jazz. Okay, so yeah, there was practice today. They did like walkthroughs and stuff. Tomorrow there'll be practice. Uh, tomorrow's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we fly. And, um, and Sunday, before we take off, the buses, I don't know how many or, or if all the team or just a few guys, but there will be a fan festival, like uh, a sayonara, if you will, or whatever. Uh, um, just like a little goodbye, um, hoorah for the team um, at, the, at the new stadium site. And so um, I, do, I believe there'll be a tweet or some information that will be sent out. So Bear, if you retweet that, I'm sure it, it will come out soon, but we will have a, a, a going away uh, party for these guys um, where they'll take the bus, stop, say hello, see fans, and then get back on the bus. I'll get on the bus with them and we fly to Atlanta. But there will be a little something for the for fans to get to see the players before the, the big, big game. So, and then they head to Atlanta Sunday. And then I believe all week there will be, you know, walkthroughs, practice, and then obviously crazy, crazy, crazy media everywhere throughout the week before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. It's like old school, high school pep rally. Come cheer on the football guys before they get on the bus and go beat up on the rivals across town. Uh, sounds like a bunch of fun. I will definitely retweet that when it's put out so you guys can go check out Serena down at the stadium and see where it's gone. I mean, every time I fly back into LA, it's so fun to go over that stadium and see like, you know, yeah. oh my gosh, it's a stadium. Like, it's, throw some seats in. Let's play tomorrow right there. It, is, it seems so close. Uh, it's kind of watching you guys go and visit that over throughout the season, and, and it's really fun. So hopefully uh, we'll get a big group down there and send the boys off with a lot of cheers. Uh, a couple more things, you know, especially looking at Jared Goff coming into this, the, the, one of the big storylines is Tom Brady, ninth Super Bowl, Jared Goff, first Super Bowl. Jared Goff was seven when Tom Brady was in his first Super Bowl. Um, you know, talk to me about that storyline. Do you see it being a big deal, the, the inexperience, or has Jared shown us enough that he can kind of compete in these games and not let that 
be a big factor for him? Yeah, yeah I, I would say it's really about the people you keep, right? Like, you could say the sa- same about Sean McVay. Like, he's never been to a Super Bowl except, you know, when he was with his grandfather watching, you know, uh, in, in seats, like, as a fan. But, you know, he hasn't been there either. And I think, you know, you could say the same for both of these guys. Like, they're young, but they're putting around them. Like, this is such a great, supportive uh, team overall. And, and Sean McVay, I, I, after uh, Jared threw that interception early on in the game against the Saints, you know, Sean was just like, no problem, buddy. You got this. Like, all good. Like, and, and he had some huge plays, uh, Jared had, some huge throws that were super difficult to make. And, and he completed them to Higby, to Gerald Everett, uh, that one to Cook. Uh, he's had, he had some great plays when, when, again, when we needed him to show up. And so his composure, I'm telling you, man, the Superdome hurt. Like, I should have brought earbuds with me because being on the sideline, my ears were like, oh, you're not going to be able to hear it. <laughs> so, um, so Jared has, I, I don't think it matters. I think it's really, it's this whole, this is a, a team sport. So I, I always believe that we have, and Bill Belichick even said it, the Rams play at all, excellence at all three phases. So when Jared, you know, gets an interception, it's all good because John Johnson is going to get us an interception back and put the ball back into our hands, our offense hands. So, I just say, and then Johnny Hecker, you know, his special teams with the fake punch to Sam Shields. I mean, it was, I mean, what more can we ask? We've got all three groups uh, working together to support each other. So one guy doesn't have it, then the next team is going to come in and help us and, you know, give each other another chance to succeed. So I think, and, and Sean McVay, you know, being the leader on top always empowers, you know, the Wade Phillips and, and Bones and uh, John Fossil, we call him Bones. And, um, you know, like every single head coach, Aaron Cromer and Shane Waldron, all those coaches, then Aubrey Pleasant, who's one of the most, you know, fascinating guys to watch uh, pregame with his, with the DBs, just all the coaches, he empowers them. Hey, I'm going to put trust in you to do, help me do what I need to do as a head coach. And, and Jared Goff certainly has that super special and super effective O-line who's going to protect him. And so that he can have more time to make the right decisions and make those accurate throws that we've seen out of him all season long. So, yes, is it a big stage? Absolutely. But can Jared handle it? We've seen him all year long do those things from every big game that we've asked him to do, and he's done it. And so I don't see why we won't see that happen, you know, in two weeks. Yeah, I'm totally with you, and I think that second half really just kind of proves the fact there they able that he was able to kind of weather that storm and then make some amazing throws at the end, some pinpoint throws, even at the end of the, the first half, being able to get us down there and score. So I'm pretty confident with him coming into it, but it is kind of fun to see how young he is at the same time because one of my favorite moments after the game was when he was interviewed, and then at the end of the interview, he gave Chris Myers a big hug. Like, he was just like, I need to hug somebody. Like, I'm just so excited. And to see, like, you know, the person personality and the youth and you know it was just fun because you get both sides of it a great player uh composure in the big moments but then also a young kid and just needed you know to let out some emotion and like somebody hugged me I've been talking to this guy uh it was really really fun to watch Uh, what we'll do to kind of close this out we usually do over under but there's no over under again this week and I'm really excited about that because we're going to the Super Bowl and so I'm taking a different uh, tone on this and you know no pressure here okay what I'm gonna do is we're gonna pick if the Rams win the Super Bowl we're gonna pick our pre-game MVP candidates 
And I know this is tough. It's one of my favorite props in the Super Bowl. When if you go to Vegas, you can pick the MVP candidate. And it's sometimes a random, you know, random player. Sometimes it's the, you know, the big name. So I'm going to kind of give you an out here. I'm going to give you a little uh, room to play with. So what you're going to do is you're going to name me a kind of our big time star. And then I'll also give you a chance to pick a dark horse. So also to make it easier, maybe one from defense, one from offense, a total of four guys. Dark horse and a mainstreamer MVP candidate coming into this week. Okay. All right. Um, let's start with let's start with offense. I'll say big name, big name. You know, I'll I'll give the big the big name to CJ Anderson because Man, being around C.J. Anderson has been fascinating. This guy comes in. I talked to him. I did a one-on-one with C.J. Uh, I think the day he—I mean—he came in that morning, uh, practice with the team, and then I was his first interview after practice. I had just met the guy, and we joked about, you know, that, that he thinks Batman's a superhero. <laughs> You know, just he was, and I said to him, you know, I was like, "This is your third team this year with the NFL," and he was like, "Not because I, I just want people to know it wasn't because I, I can't play." So like, this guy is constantly, um, you know, he was like, "Just check it, like, wait till you see me out there. I will show you how good I am." And how, he's done that ever since. And so every game he goes, "We got this, we got this." And then after, um, after the Rams beat the Saints. He goes, I told you, Serena, I told you. <laughs> and you never really see him affected by any of these big moments. And obviously, you know, he's won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. And it's funny because C.J. Anderson is someone who I've actually met at ESPN. I was, I remember I was uh, anchoring SportsCenter. Oh, I was in the makeup chair, and they always have these sort of car washes. And so C.J. comes over to me after they had won the Super Bowl and he was going to get his makeup done or something and I was getting ready to go on air and I saw a couple of the guys but I remember CJ because because me I'm a smart aleck and I, I got to chirp <laughs> at everybody and I was and I said oh you guys need to be more pretty like you already got you already got your ring like why do you need makeup and and I he remembered that and I was like what's up I'm Serena and so he said to me in the cafeteria one day he's like were you on TV? I was like, yeah, I used to be an anchor on sports. And he goes, and then I go, oh, my God. And we were like, the makeup chair. <laughs> me from all these, you know, these years ago when I was at Sports Center. And so ever since then, it's just been hilarious because he's always like, I told you, Zarina, I told you. So just given all of that, I am going to say that CJ will have a big game because he knows what to do. He's been at this situation already. He's going to pick up everyone else. On, on offense because we don't have – we've got four guys who won a Super Bowl. And so I really think that he's going to be someone that we're, as we've seen every week, perform at such a great level and high level. I'm going to give the, the big name to, to CJ on offense. And then I'm going to give hmm, – who's like the – so like a guy that we don't ex- – I, I want to give – can I give someone special teams? Like, I yeah, I like it. Greg Zerline was going to be a big, uh, a big person, the, the, the biggest person when it came to Saints Rams because I was like, we, we're going to win this game by a field goal. Like, I, I swear. And then, boom, sure enough, we, that's what Greg did. But I, I, uh, I'm going to give it to Hecker because I feel like he's always been the unsung hero. But I mean, man, when he 
had that fake punt and threw the ball to Sam Shields. And, and it's always these moments like that where, you know, we just – I mean, Hecker is so versatile of a player and he's such a great athlete. I just feel like even when he places, you know, his punts, we, we just never appreciate, you know, what he does to right. the team. And I feel like uh, Johnny is going to be someone that maybe is like, oh, Johnny came in and won this game. And so I'm going to give it to Johnny because I gave it to Greg before the Saints game. So I'm going to give it to Johnny as like, Wait, let's think about this guy. I love it. Um, I love it. What if, like, so, here, I'm thinking it through in my head. I could see like a field goal to tie the game near the end of the game, and instead Johnny Hecker rolls out and throws a deep touchdown yeah. pass, and boom, there's your yeah, MVP. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And for totally. the defensive side so, of the yeah, ball? So, defense. All right. So, all right. There's so many names on defense. Um, I want to give it to Aaron Donald because I asked him, how, what would it mean for you to get a sack? in a Super Bowl game, and he's like, oh, man, you could just see it uh, in his face. Like, he wants that. And so he's hungry for some Tom Brady. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm i going to say Aaron and just, you know, for him, he, he's, again, someone that really has – the majority of his sacks are in the second half, and then even the majority of those are in the fourth quarter. So I, I believe that when the time is needed – Aaron's going to have himself, um, I, I would say he's sacrilegious because I'm a pun, pun master. Hey, there you so, go. So uh, I think when the time the time is called, like he's going to come through. I mean, he had a great game against the Saints too, but I'm going to give it to Aaron. I'm going to give him a sack in this game. And uh, I say this game, it's like the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm going to... I'm going to give it to, well, jo- JoJo Natson is also someone who's like, I know I'm going all over the place with special teams, but JoJo's like, Serena, I'm telling you, I'm going to I'm gonna return it for a touchdown. He's like so focused on that. So I could see JoJo, you know, keeping his word, be like, I told you, Serena, I told you I was going to return it for a touchdown. I'm like, all right. I mean, he's so small and, and he just, he gets in there. But uh, I, I want to give it to... I want to give it to John Johnson because this entire season he has told me he's getting a pick six. And because I'm, we won't talk about it next week, maybe, um, I'll, I'll say this week again, he'll have a pick six before next week's <laughs> podcast. We won't mention it because we got a pick. So I'm going to say John Johnson. I think, honestly, he should have been a pro bowler this season. I, I think he's going to be the um, sort of the media favorite, and I can't wait for all of the media – national media and other local media that covers the Super Bowl to understand what an awesome uh, person and character John Johnson is because he is just, and we all know this, but John Johnson is like, you gravitate towards him. He's always smiling. He's always positive. He's just a really like a shining person in the locker room. And then when you ask him questions, he really gives the most thoughtful answers like, I know that a lot of times, you know, he's seen as this jokey sort of character, but he really does give thoughtful answers, and I, I appreciate that as a reporter. Even though he tries to scare me every freaking week, <laughs> I appreciate when he does give answers. He's, he's so thoughtful, whether they're funny or not funny. So I want to give it to John Johnson. And and I, I do actually, you know, just Nikel Roby, like we talk a lot about the secondary and Marcus Peters and Akeem, but Nikel has also been just such a, I mean, the nickel and, you know, he's so smart and, you know, just he's 
being a Ram now, he's been so proud of it. I know he studies. It's like, you know, I played at USC. I feel like this is my city in some ways because I played there, you know, undrafted. And, and then to make it to the Super Bowl, I want to give it a, a shout out to him, too, because I do think that, you know, he's really playing with all of his heart out there and you see it on the field. Um, he's a really smart player. So I know I cheated and gave way more names than you asked me for, but I love those are it. like my little thing points. <laughs> I love it because you totally pick up the style of how I do things. This is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Uh, you know, we kind of bend the rules <laughs> as we go. The, the, it's good uh, stuff to talk about. And you said some really great things. I love JoJo as kind of an honorable mention there. I love uh, Nikel. People, a lot of people forget. You know, you talk about the big moves that the Rams did, but signing Nikel and bringing him back was huge for us. He's had a great season. He's yeah. he's really contributed. So being able to you know sign him and actually finally, uh, you know, I heard him talking at one point, being getting a long term deal. I mean, he was unrestricted free agent out of the draft when he got with Buffalo, and he was kind of always on those short term deals. So to, for the Rams to come back and say, hey, we want to give you more money, we want to give you a couple more years because we want you here. I know that meant a lot to him you talked about him being a usc guy so i love that john johnson is going to be a blast to watch all next week as he gets in front of that media you're right uh so hopefully it's his turn to be put on the map i know a lot of people here in la know about him and slowly people around the country are starting to know about him as he makes some big plays and big games but hey super bowl no bigger than that so if he makes another big plays very much got a chance at you know cracking into that mvp candidate so uh those were great answers serena i love it i'm so excited this was an awesome podcast i'm so glad you're able to join us and you know if we can connect again sometime next week when you're in atlanta i will do everything i can to make sure that happens uh we look forward to your uh content throughout the week you always put up great stuff guys again don't forget to go follow her at serena on twitter at morales morales on instagram and uh we'll retweet that uh send off party that you guys do because i know you do a great job hosting all those things and uh we're just excited to talk to you next week Woo-hoo! I'm so excited to go to Atlanta. So excited. It's so Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.